for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. After some Tuesday night football, we are now into week six. So week five is behind us. We're here for our week six show. I'm Max Carroll. I'm joined by my Squaring Up the Sharp co-host, Austin Weinrich. What's going on, Austin? How you doing? Oh, it's good to have you back. We're actually recording in person today. And yeah, Tuesday night football is throwing my whole week off. I have no <laughs> idea what day today is anymore. I, I thought today was, I for all day, I thought today was Friday. Because <laughs> it, it felt like Thursday night football. I was go, I was at work today. Every I'm like, oh, it's the weekend coming up, and then like it's only Wednesday. I'm like, ah, oh, damn. Um, but yeah, kind of a weird uh, situation last night. Yeah, um, actually, no Thursday night football. Speaking of Thursday night football this week, yeah, they're moving everything around. Uh, I don't know. Wh- I don't know what. Like happening. nine games have changed. Yeah, and the pay. I think the Patriots were are moved back now. They're playing Monday. Right. Yes. Late there's two, Monday. There's two games Monday, five at five p.m. and eight thirty. Yeah, the Chiefs and Bills are at five now. Yep. For week six, and the Pats, uh, Broncos are nine p.m. I think or something. Yeah, I think they're at the regular time. It might be eight forty-five or something like that. But I don't think that the NFL could do survive uh, one yeah, more. They, <laughs> yeah, they can't. Uh, they can't keep doing this because eventually they're going to run out of options. Uh, you know, we saw it with uh, Bills, Bills and uh, Titans played last night. Um, Titans just blew them out. I mean, it wasn't even really a game. Uh, Josh Allen, for the first time all season, looked like he was human. And uh, I had to listen to the announcers talk about how the Titans didn't practice for two weeks, which we all know they got caught practicing and they shouldn't <laughs> have been practicing. So... Uh, you know, yeah, some high school field they were like rented out, but then they swore everyone to secrecy there. Yeah, they said no. Oh, they didn't practice and had no in-person meetings. Uh, they got busted for having practice. So I don't, you know, the whole thing is just weird. Goodell comes out and says, uh, they didn't do anything, you know, knowingly. They didn't break the rules knowingly, uh, which is a bunch of BS. We all know that. Uh, coaches these days they'll try to get away with anything to get an edge. So. Uh, you know, the NFL, they can't uh, withstand much more coronavirus uh, nonsense going on. In the Shenanigans. League. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, you know, that's not the case because we all want football to continue. Uh, and you just hope that it doesn't affect your team. Uh, so luckily here in New York, we haven't had that issue yet. I know now the, I think one of the Panthers... Oh yeah. Uh, no, one of the Falcons' defensive tackles tested positive, so now the Panthers are quarantining, um, because they have a game coming up. Panthers. Uh, maybe they have a game coming up. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. Um. So we'll see. They just played each other, so now the Panthers are a little bit worried about uh, that, obviously. So we'll keep an eye on that. But I, I think the big thing we saw from what was it? Uh. Stephon Gilmore hugging Patrick Mahomes. Everyone was worried about Patrick Mahomes getting it, but it seems to be about a uh, viral load and how infectious you are. Yeah. So now you know. Though, uh, you know, I, I try to understand how I've been working this whole thing for a long time, or six, or for six months now, and I, I don't, I don't even try to understand how this whole thing works. All I know is that. You take precautions. You stay away from people when you don't have to be around them, and that's yeah. It seems like it seems like masks are the most effective uh, stopper of this thing. Yeah, if you're if you're close to somebody, you wear a mask. I mean, that's pretty much how it works. But um, 
Let's get into uh, once you once you give a recap of last week. I think we both uh, were on the winning side this week. Yeah, we both went three and two last week, up seventy dollars on a one unit per bet. And uh, for the season, Max, you're actually fifteen and ten, and you're up three fifty. All right, for the so, season, that's very nice. Yeah, after that first losing week, I've been uh, winning week every every uh, week two, three, four, and five, winning on the winning side. So that's that'll help you get a little bankroll going. Yeah, and then uh, I'm at twelve and thirteen for the season. I'm minus three twenty. But uh, look, going over our picks from last week, you were on Baltimore minus twelve and a half. The Jags. Plus five and a half, and Romeo Cornell getting a win for the Texans down there. Yeah, yeah. The um, that was a weird line. We we thought it. Was, I thought yeah. it was very weird. I'm like, why are the Jags getting five and a half? And it seems like uh, a lot of coaches after they get fired, their teams uh, seem to play a lot better. Yeah, I think you know you kind of mentioned week. you know about Bill O'Brien. You know, last week you were saying, oh, what is that line? How, how does he feel about that line that his team was almost a touchdown favorite? And uh turns out I think they won 30-14 to 14 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was that. a so, double-digit win. Yeah, so, I mean, a good win for them to get back on the right track. Uh, they're not going anywhere this year, but you got to think that uh, with Bill O'Brien out the door, they're going to play, you know. You want to at least ruin tougher. those first-round picks for <laughs> all the right. ones you traded away. If they win, that's fine with me because the Giants don't look like they're doing anything uh, this year, and I want them to get uh, top <laughs> top two, top three picks. So, um, yeah. And then uh, the Chargers plus nine. You got it looks good here because uh, halfway through the one o'clock games, Adam Schefter tweeted out that uh, Michael Thomas was suspended by the team for a yeah. week. Yeah. He uh, fought one of his teammates, apparently. Uh, the, I feel like that stuff happens all the time in practice. I, I think it was after practice. It was in the locker room. All right, that so seems to be It was like problem. a Jalen Ramsey, Golden Tate type situation. Yeah. And waiting for each other outside the locker room, stuff like that. Uh, that's what it seems <laughs> like. You haven't heard all the reports yet because no media is allowed down there in the locker room. So teams can uh, keep that stuff uh, pretty internal now. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And then uh, you lost on the Colts, minus one, and I'd have to say it looks like the death of Phillip Rivers out there. He looks awful. He looks awful. And I went back and looked at some of his game logs. He's not doing anything for that offense. No. Uh, He's not doing anything. I think the first couple of weeks I was on T.Y. Hilton, and I got burned very hard by yeah, Phillip Rivers. They just, uh, outside, in, in their running game is still pretty good. Uh, their offensive line is good, but Phillip Rivers, I mean, what he throw a pick six, uh, pretty early on in the game, and he just can't seem to get out of his own way. All I know is that on his pick six, the cornerback was baiting him into that route, and I saw it coming a mile away. It was a a quick out, but a three yard out, and the cornerback just sat on it because he knew Philip Rivers can't beat him deep. Even if he didn't sit on it, he probably would have picked it off and returned it because of how long it takes Philip Rivers to load up now takes him even longer because he's got like limited arm strength so he has to really wind up and throw it and you can see it coming from a mile away yeah but, he's almost uh shot putting the ball instead of just throwing it yeah it just doesn't look pretty um but uh you know they're still what are they three and two i think uh i think so yes yeah so they're i mean still on the winning side but not not looking pretty right now 
And then uh, you won the head-to-head matchup with the Rams minus seven and a half. I was on Washington. I figured the rain, Rams going east, west, east. But uh, no, they knocked out Kyle Allen early. And uh, we got to see Alex Smith. I mean, that's a great story, but uh, a little scary. I don't want to see Alex Smith take, uh, what was it, eight sacks or something insane like that. Yeah, I, I Aaron Donald had four alone. Like you said, it it was a good story uh to have him come back. I know his family was there. Uh so so it's always good uh when you come back from that type of injury, but yeah, uh not really the situation you want to throw somebody who just is coming off of a serious what he break his leg in two places and then there was an infection, so they had to leave the wound open to yeah. uh not, know, not really like antibiotics directly into it. It was it was very weird. Yeah, not really what you want to come back into. And uh, you know, my wins were pretty comfortable. Uh, the Ravens, ba- you know, basically just dominated the whole game. The Rams dominated the whole game. Uh, the Chargers, I mean, blew a nice lead. Yeah, huh? they were up twenty <laughs> to three at halftime, and watching Drew Brees, you know, his typical thing over the last couple of years is just throw, you know, checkdowns and. Nothing beyond, you know, two yards of the line of scrimmage. Turns out Taysom Hill comes in and gets them the game-tying touchdown late in the game, and they go on to win in overtime. But, you know, that plus, at the time, it was plus nine when we uh, recorded. And then before the game, it, it dropped all the way down to where I think the Saints were like minus six and a half. That line changed big time. <laughs> and uh, still still wouldn't have mattered. Nah. So. Now... Any big game, plus seven, if you go into overtime, you're winning the bet automatically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Not, not pretty much. Yeah, definitely. 100%, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was on Seattle last week, minus seven. They ended up having a miraculous comeback. And, yeah, you know, shut it, out in the first half. Yeah, I think they were 0 for 9 on third downs. That was a big issue, but uh, they're just too good. Yeah, that third quarter, they put up 21 points in, like, the blink of an eye. Oh, yeah, I literally, uh, I drove to work, and it was, what was it, 14 nothing, and then I checked the score, and then it was, uh... Tw- yeah, it was, thir- it was 13 nothing at halftime, and then the, C- the Seahawks just came out and scored three mm-hmm. touchdowns like it was nothing, uh, and then it's like, all right, well, Russell, Russell Wilson, you know, is here now. I think he threw a pick in the first half, and you rarely ever see him throw an interception. So, you know, the Seahawks, a little bit of a scare, but hey, they're still 5-0. and yeah. Still 5-0. and So, you know, team, good teams are going to do that. They're going to come back in games. But the problem is, to me, with Seattle is their defense. They give up a lot of yards. Minnesota put up like 440-something yards, and Seattle put up 315 or something like that. So uh, they were really outgained, but... Hey, I mean, when you have Russell Wilson, yeah, basically you can it, cover up a lot of your weaknesses. You you realize, I mean, we used to see it all those years with the Colts, with Peyton Manning. Yeah. How he would just cover up all the weaknesses on the defense. Yeah. And then uh, I hit Carolina plus two and a half. Uh, Carolina pulled the guillotine and uh, finally put Dan <laughs> yeah. Quinn out of commission. Yeah, and the GM, too. Yeah. GM, they're both out, so. Theodore for whatever. It's about time, and and I remember, I think I sent out a text during the game. I was like, if the Falcons lose this game, he's <laughs> gone. Like, th- there's no way that you, what, and the Falcons were at home, too, right? They yes, were at they were home, home, and 
put up 16 points against a Panthers defense that is not very good at all. I mean, uh, and Todd yeah. Gurley had a huge game over 100 yards, and you still couldn't yeah. win. Yeah, I think he had 20, 121 he had 20 I carries think. for 120 something yards, and you know when you have a game like that and only put up 16 points, some something's wrong, and and they obviously got rid of Quinn, and it was a long time coming. So, 0 and 5 for the Falcons. One of uh, I think there's three defeated teams left. Two of them are New York teams, and then you have the Falcons. <laughs> yep, and speaking of New York teams, uh, I was on the Giants at plus nine. And, yeah, it would have been nice to actually win that game. I guess uh, the tank is officially on for the Giants. But uh, they are going to, I don't know, from what Joe Judge says, they're going to keep fighting the fighting Joe Judges. I think I think I w- if I was Joe Judge, I wouldn't be concerned about this year. losing losing his job like he i i don't know even if you go 0 and 16 well yeah i don't i don't think the <laughs> giants are gonna go 0 and 16 i could see the jets going 0 and 16 because uh, they're just a complete mess the giants are three quarters of a mess so uh but they you know they should have won the game yeah they should have won the game they had they had the uh the opportunity late to close it out the giants are the worst third down defense in the league I yep. think they give up 54% best uh, best first down defense in the league worst third down defense in the league. I wonder when the last time that's happened in NFL history because that's <laughs> that's uh, pretty impressive to be able to pull that off. It's almost like you need a pass rush and he refused yeah. to go out and get a pass rusher. I mean the the defense played well up until you know they had the pick six uh, Fackle or Frackle, Fa- Kyle Fackrell, right? Yeah. Um, so the defense, I think, I thought they played well. Uh, you know, for the most part, you know, Elliot, I think he had two touchdowns, but he didn't, he didn't kill him on the ground. No, nah, he had fifty something yards late in the game. He kind of took over when Andy Dolan came in because of the Prescott injury. It was yeah, just pounding the ball. That was that was bad to see. Yes. That was that was bad to see. Uh, I've actually uh I've seen that injury live and it is not a fun thing to see and be around. I mean uh, when I saw it live the kid was on the ground screaming. Yeah. So at it least you didn't hear that. It and, didn't look like he was really making any noise. Like he was just sitting there maybe he was in shock or something. Yeah, but, I think he was just in shock and But yeah, that was that was that was pretty gruesome. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize it at first, and then when he wasn't getting up and they showed him sitting there, and then you see the ankle at 90 degrees, you're like, all right, well, that's why he's not getting up. Um, you know, even though I, I hate the Cowboys, you don't wish that injury on anybody. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty tough to see. And, the ca- hey, they're in the NFC East. Yeah, so, so they, you know, <laughs> they're still 100% alive. I mean, I've heard a lot of uh, talking heads saying, is Andy Dalton still the best quarterback in this division? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you think uh, about it. I was looking at uh, Carson Wentz and his numbers. I think he's throwing an interception every game. He's Four out of the five, he's thrown two. I oh, mean, yeah, no, he... Uh... He has 11 interceptions or something. Like, he's, he's not playing well. And they don't have a lot of weapons right now, so that probably has something to do with it. But still, I mean, you've seen quarterbacks raise their level of play despite not having, you know, uh, enough weapons around them. But he's obviously not able to do that. And, yeah, they got the win against the 49ers, but the 49ers really have come back down to earth the last two weeks. 
their injuries are starting to catch up with them. Yeah, I mean, eventually those injuries do catch up with you. Of course, they beat the shit out of the Giants. Yeah, yeah, That I mean, that's the one thing. It's like you have the, the, the Dolphins just destroy them last week. It was like 43 to 16 or something. And the Giants lose by almost the same amount of points. And it's like, all right, well, are the maybe <laughs> the Giants just really are that bad. Yeah. So was that? Did you have any other picks on there? Or? Uh, yeah. Who else? I I hit the Raiders plus eleven and a half. Actually, won the game. Yeah. We joked and we really were like, oh, uh, I don't think the Raiders are gonna win the game. And I was like, yeah, I don't think they win the game, but they definitely cover eleven and a half. Yep. That was their first win in fourteen games against the Chiefs. Yeah. The, you know, even the Chiefs. I mean, they're not. You know, they did they did beat up on the Ravens, which you know was probably looked at as their biggest competition but maybe not i mean i mean to be honest i like we we talked about it it seems like the chiefs are sleepwalking a little bit yeah maybe a little bit of hangover uh so that's something to keep an eye on but that was that was your last pick for the week yeah I mean, we had the head-to-head with washington so okay. three and two both of us for the week so not a bad week nice all right so you know get back on the winning track and you know one more good week you're either at 500 or over 500 so let's keep it going um, let's get into our fantasy from last week. I'm not going to spend too much time on mine because, number one, I screwed up. I, I put Herbert as our, as my sleeper for quarterback, and he wasn't even on the Sunday slate. I don't know what games are when and all this stuff, so uh, that's my bad there. And the rest of my picks were actually pretty awful. So <laughs> let's uh, let's hear some of yours. I, uh, yeah, I've actually placed uh, four out of the five weeks in the Millionaire Maker. Haven't had that big win yet. It's coming, though. Oh, I'm you're, feeling you're it, hot, honestly. So, uh, quarterback, I picked Kyler Murray as my lock. 30.3. He wasn't doing too well until uh, that one drive when he just decided to chuck it up to Hopkins twice. <laughs> yeah. It helps when you have that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Teddy Bridgewater at 23.82. I was real happy with that performance from Bridgewater as my sleeper. Yeah, he was probably... Probably Solid. wasn't too cheap because it was Falcons defense, but still mid tier. That's a lot. Of, that's a good uh, good number for a mid tier quarterback. Yeah, fifty nine hundred. So a little bit on the more expensive side, but not really. Yeah. And uh, then a running back, I picked uh, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. Finished with a nice fifteen point four. Had that one touchdown early, but uh, that's the issue with the Colts. It's they they're not going to be able to come back in games. No, they're not. So the game, the game flow kind of got away from. Uh, seems like they, I don't know. They they never really made a game out of it after getting down. Um, I think they only lost by nine. I think it was thirty two twenty three was the final score, and they, uh, they you never really got the feeling they were gonna make a comeback in that one. Yeah, and uh, my second pick, Chase Edmonds. You you kind of scoffed at this pick a little bit, and. Uh, Hey, twenty point two went all four. He had a touchdown run in the first quarter, I think. Yeah, right, right um, off the bat, and that that pretty much paid for, you know, paid for his value. <laughs> yeah, I just liked. I don't know, Kenyon Drake has looked kind of bad this season. I mean, he got the touchdown late, but I they might be turning more towards Chase Edmonds over there. It just seems more dynamic. Like, can he you fits Drake, more yeah. the Kyle Murray style that. RPO style, I feel like. Kenyon Drake is more of a, you know, just downhill, give him the ball. 
single cutback. Yeah, Chase Edmonds seems more shifty, and he can do more in open space, and that's why he's he's their third down back. He gets a lot of receptions and all that. So, um, yeah, I don't. I think he he outscored Drake for sure. So yeah, uh, twenty to thirteen. Yeah, on half the touches of. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Uh, yeah, you do anything at running back here? No, no. <laughs> I, uh, well, I locked in. My lock was Hilaire. Uh, 11 points. He didn't do anything. Um, you would, you know, I figured based on how the game went with all those points, you know, he would have done a little bit more, but um, no. And then Bell, who isn't even on a team anymore, uh, 7.7 points. He had 60 rush yards. He only had 14 touches after the Jets said that they were going to try to get him the ball more. He gets 14 touches. Frank Gore gets nine. You tell me, <laughs> you know, if that's getting more touches he should have uh should have at least he had one catch for seven yards and in a game like that where they're down and there's a lot of room underneath you would think that would he would feast but no and uh Gase then you know decides well not he doesn't decide but the organization decides we're going to cut him loose yeah they've been trying to trade him apparently since the trade deadline last year yeah so uh, but that, you actually have to, like, use the asset to show him off his skills still. Yeah, I mean, somebody will pick him up. You know, he, he'll, he'll go to a team that, you know, I could see him going to a team like, you know, the 49ers. I don't know. The 49ers, they, the Mostert's back, and he played pretty well last week. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Bell on the Giants. He's definitely better than Deion Lewis. I'm tired of seeing Deion Lewis. Yeah, I mean, I'd... But the, I don't know how that that would work with the salary. I know he's over no. You a certain just wait till so. he's officially cut. Cut. You got to yeah. let him clear waivers, and yeah. then so you don't pick up any of his salary. Yeah, then you sign him to a vet minimum. So we'll we'll see. I'm sure somebody's gonna pick him up. Um, but yeah, it's just the whole situation's weird. They gave him they gave him a decent sized contract. Never really used him. He was hurt a little bit. Now he comes back, and uh, I think they're on the hook for 18 million next year. Yeah, or, I think or it's eighteen million this year, and then five million next year. It was a four-year, fifty-two million dollar deal, or something like that. And um, you know, I don't know what the guaranteed money was, but obviously they're they're out of that now. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Jets just keep doing these things that make you scratch your head. And now, now you now he was probably coming back. You know, him and Jamison Crowder were the two best weapons on the team. And now, what, and now what do you have? I mean... Oh, you, Denzel Mims finally practiced. They were, uh, oh, he practiced? Yeah, their third-round wide receiver they took that were they were very high on from Baylor. Yeah, well, he, he's looked really good so far. <laughs> I, I don't know. They, they're wasting Sam Darnold, and, and I don't even know. You can't even say what Sam Darnold is at this point. Yeah, because... Uh, no O-line for three years. No weapons for three years. They have to make a decision after this season for his fifth year rookie option i think you have to pick it up unless yeah. you draft a quarterback basically. Um, yeah i mean you could do what the what the uh bears do with trubisky right don't pick up the option bring in somebody and have a competition and then go from there and then you can always tag him but then does he sign the tag yeah it just it, it gets messy if you if the jets finish and they have the first overall pick and they're going to take tre you you have to take trevor lawrence yeah it's not even a question so at that point if they have the number one overall pick then I could see, all right, well, we're not going to pick up your option. We're going to have you guys battle it out. I don't know 
you know, Trevor Lawrence at that point is the future. Honestly, at that point, you have to trade Darnold. You don't keep Darnold around. You bring in a real vet to. Uh, yeah, because uh, I mean, you, you get whatever you can for Darnold, a third or a fourth. The situation with the Bears was they brought in Foles, who was a veteran who already won a Super Bowl, and said, "We're going to compete, and if you win the job, then and you look good this year, then we'll talk about you know a contract." But obviously, uh, after two and a half games, Trubisky's out. Foles is in. The Bears are four and one. Honestly, it's going to make sense that the Jets are going to get Trevor Lawrence. So then in four years, they'll have drafted a quarterback at first overall and third overall. Yeah, and what do they have to show? They've got nothing. They have, like, one of the worst records in the league over three years. So whatever. It's it's just a mess. you have any other big big guys on uh, fantasy this week? Um, No, actually, I missed on my lock for wide receiver with Shark at 4.6. I hit it with Robbie Anderson at 22.5. I think he's broken a hundred every game. No, uh, uh, one, one game, game. and fifty. Yeah, yeah. But he's, I think he's second in the league in yards or something. Like he's yes, behind he's Metcalf. <laughs> um, I know Hopkins is up. Hopkins has like five hundred and twenty right now. Oh, uh, Metcalf is single coverage. He's like oh, okay. three hundred yards and okay. <laughs> against single coverage. But yeah. uh, now my big hit was uh, Baltimore. I I told you I was worried for. Uh, Joe Burrow in that game, and the Baltimore's defense did not disappoint. They uh they slaughtered him. Now, if you're gonna pay up, you know, a top top flight defense against a rookie quarterback, uh, that's a good recipe for some points. I mean, and, honestly, when John Jerry's starting at your right guard, yeah, we've we've seen John Jerry start for what two years for Eli. Yeah, and he didn't look very good. That's why he's not. <laughs> and on he, team he's anymore. only gotten worse. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, you couldn't go wrong with that. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really have much. Uh, Waller was my t- tight end lock. He had 15.8, which is solid, but he was pretty pricey this week. So um, I don't know if he really paid off, but uh, let's jump to our week six. So we're going to do our week six locks and sleepers, and then we're going to have a little uh, I have a little look ahead hot take or uh, look ahead hot takes that I'm going to throw at you. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, let's get through uh, week six fantasy. Uh, who do you have for quarterback this week? Okay, quarterback-wise, hmm, I think I'm going to go uh, Matthew Stafford here as my lock against the Jaguars defense. Okay. I mean, after that opening week beating the Colts, I think it's the Jaguars suck. Yeah. The, they are who we thought they were. I mean, everyone had them going defeated or having the worst record, and now it's finally starting to show out. Yeah, Jaguars don't—Chark is out, or potentially. Um, yeah, so. he left the game in the fourth quarter with an uh, ankle injury last yeah. week. So, yeah, the Jaguars coming back down to earth. Minshew's actually played decently. Well. He has 10 touchdowns. He has but. 10 touchdowns, four picks, over 1,400 yards— Passing, yeah, so I mean, you can't complain about him. No, but the the defense isn't good, and um, yeah, I mean, Jags are coming back down to earth. Who's your uh, sleeper? My sleeper is going to be. I hate to do it. I'm gonna hate it. It's gonna be Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm just looking at some of these cheap quarterbacks down here. I mean, 
Drew Locke is coming back, but uh, there's no receivers. Yeah, and against Patriots defense, you don't want to mess with that. Yeah, um, I would assume no Gilmore, though. Gilmore's probably under quarantine still. Uh, Cam Newton's actually going to come back this week, but uh, I want to see him for a week because he's more of a running guy. I'm afraid it seems to be your lung capacity takes longer to come back. Yeah. Yeah, um, last time I picked Daniel Jones in Daily Fantasy, I think he had like two points for me. So Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, go through his game log here. It's, it's bad. Let's see. 19.4 the first week, which was his best week. 9.7, 10.1, 11.1, and 9.2. Yeah. the uh, <laughs> Last week, you would think putting up 31 points, he would have a good game. But, you know, Engram ran it in for a touchdown. He didn't even – did he? Yeah, no, no. He did no he, touchdown passes. He has two t- – has No, two. one – he had one last week? No, he didn't because I uh, got called back, remember? On the OPI? To yes, yes. So that would have been... Which was a terrible call. Yes. A but, bunch of terrible calls in that game, actually. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, two touchdowns in five games? That's... That's horrible. Like, you, you basically... that That's hard to do. As a starting NFL quarterback, yes. But uh, he actually kills Washington... This is the f- first game he started last season fully. No, actually, uh, the Bucks. I think he... He won his first two starts yeah, against Bucks, the Bucks, Bucks and Washington, and he killed Washington last year. He so. put up like 30-something fantasy points in that game, so uh, we'll see if that continues, but that's uh, it's risky. But, eh. you know, he's cheap. For, uh, what was it, 5,400, I said? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you can't... You can't go wrong, I guess. Uh, no, you can. Based, well, based on the history, I mean. You definitely can go wrong. <laughs> uh, my quarterback picks this week, uh, Locke. I'm going to go back to Big Ben. Uh, he put up 21 points last week. He had three touchdown passes, no picks, two th- 239 yards. I like him this week against Cleveland. He only had uh, three touchdowns? I thought uh, Chase Claypool had He ran four. one in. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he had three, he had three passing and then uh, – or three receiving and then one rushing for Claypool, but – uh, Big Ben against Cleveland, a team he knows well. Uh, they're 24th ranked against QBs, so uh, and they do give up uh, some big plays. So I like Big Ben this week. And then my sleeper pick, which you know maybe he's not so much a sleeper, but uh, going up against the Jets defense, I like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, <laughs> I think the Jets have pretty much given up. I don't know who they even have on defense anymore. Their no, corners, I can't part. name anybody. Uh, you know, in their secondary. Uh, and he's coming off his best game. He had 350 yards. I think he had three passing touchdowns. He seems to like the guy uh, Preston Wilson. Preston Wilson. Uh, yeah, so I like Fitzmagic this week, uh, 5,900 against the Jets. Can't really go wrong picking a quarterback against <laughs> the Jets right now. So uh, how about running backs for you? Okay, running backs. I'm going to start with, uh, speaking of that Jets game, Miles Gaskins is my lock. I like him. Uh, had a good, solid game last week. Uh, let me pull he had up. a touchdown, I think. I think he... he yeah, um, he 16 attempts, 57 yards, one touchdown, five receptions, 34 yards, so... He's getting touches. Yeah. He, uh, seemed to have won that number one job all over. And, uh, down there. And then, uh, you're gonna like this. My sleeper is gonna be 
Mr. Adrian Peterson. I have him as my sleeper as well. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay, we didn't we didn't talk about this. Forty seven hundred. Yes, forty seven hundred. All right, so it'll be different. I'll let you take AP, and I'll take uh, DeAndre Swift then. I'll stay in the same I game. Did, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either <laughs> one in this game because... Yeah, that Jacksonville defense is bad against the run. Yeah, 26th ranked for uh, Jacksonville against uh, running backs in fantasy. I think he's going to have a good game flow. I know Swift is used more uh, as a receiving back, but I think this game is going to you know, stay close and... Uh, and if Detroit, you know, is going to pull out, then Peterson's going to have uh, an opportunity. I think it's I think it's going to be a closer game, so he'll have his opportunity to get some carries. Um, but yeah, my lock for running back is uh, Jonathan Taylor against that Cincy defense. I don't really have to say much else. Uh, Sixty four hundred for a running back that could potentially go for twenty plus. Uh, that's not a bad price tag, and I think. Uh, eventually the Colts the Colts kind of remind me of like the Browns from last year like they know they can run the football but that's all they can do (laughs) but yeah but then they whether it's Phillip Rivers changing the play or whatever like he wants to throw the ball and he's going to make mistakes and then the team gets down and then they have to stop running the football because they're you know the game flow is not working out uh, I think this is going to be a game where uh, Taylor's going to get his uh, he's going to get his rushes. He's and he's he's the uh, he's the number one back. I think he's proven that he can handle that. So uh, I think he'll get his touches. How about wide receiver? All right, uh, wide receiver. My lock. I'm going to go real expensive here and go uh, Calvin Ridley. He's having a great year. Yeah, even with the, how bad uh, well, Matt the Ryan, Falcons have been. Matt Ryan's. Fifth, I think, in passing yards for quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, Ridley's Ridley's taken over as the number one. You know, Julio Jones is Julio Jones is great. It's just he's always hurt now. The that's where the age has caught up to Julio Jones. Speed and yeah, yeah. and also it seems like Matt Ryan doesn't look towards him in the red zone, and Ridley gets his red zone targets. Well, I mean, besides that weird week four in Green Bay. <laughs> Where he had zero catches, zero targets. No, five targets, zero catches. I mean, he's been he's been very good. solid. I mean, eight catches, hundred and thirty six last week. Five for one ten, seven for one oh nine, nine for one thirty, and then four touchdowns. So, so all, all the other four games has been over a hundred yards. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's gonna have a breakout year, second year wide receiver. He looks real good. All right, and then my sleeper. We just make sure he's playing. Uh-oh. Nope. Not going ham. I was going to go Chenault, but uh, questionable with a hamstring, of course. Well, he was my sleeper. He is and did yeah. not practice today. All right. I liked him because Chark was out. It was uh, <laughs> looking like he's going to be out, but if Chenault is out, then uh, yeah, no, it's, there's uh... nobody to choose from. Okay, so I'm going to go with instead... That's a problem. So many hamstrings, like, you just scroll through the list. You're looking. We have a list of guys we usually pick, but, you know, you have that last-minute gut feeling. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go DJ Moore. Chicago's got a... a solid pass defense, but I've liked the way Carolina's looked. 
So yeah. I'm going to go DJ Moore. Last week, four catches, 93 yards, one touchdown. He's only broken 100 once this season, but finally got a touchdown this season. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think he's starting to open it up a little bit more. I think yeah. Chicago's going to focus more on Mike Davis, load the box a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go for my lock. I'm going to switch it up a little bit because I'm going to take uh, Chenault out of there as well. Uh, Allen Robinson is my is going to be my lock this week. Um, he's up there, 7,000. Uh, but he gets more targets than pretty much anybody in the league. Uh, and he, he's been playing very well this year. Foles loves him. And I think that... A, you know, this Carolina defense says they're sixth uh, in fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position, but uh, I don't really see that happening um, where they're going to be able to slow him down. So I like Allen Robinson this week, and then I'm just going to shift uh, Will Fuller into my sleeper. I know he's, he's 6,800, so I don't know if he can count as a sleeper, but I like him this week. Uh, against Tennessee in five career games against Tennessee he has 27 catches 314 yards and four touchdowns in, in uh, five games like I said so yeah I don't know if you can count with full as your sleeper but I'll give no, it to you we'll, me, we'll, now we'll go double lock you got double lock I'll do double lock <laughs> I'll do double lock um, hey, um, let's jump to tight end tight end I cannot hit for shit yeah. <laughs> I've had some bad week two straight weeks so, since I can't hit for shit, let me pick the tight end I hate the most in the league, Evan Ingram. That's my lock. Okay. Uh, once again, this is basically I've watched Landon Collins try to cover tight ends, and it's horrible. I, I think he gave up another touchdown last week to a tight end. He should have had two touchdowns last week, Ingram. Yes. They had that one callback that really just really makes you mad because it's one of those on that fake – fake punt but apparently i was seeing uh one of the you know rules analyst guys was saying you're not allowed to use substitutions as a way to trick the opponent which i've never heard of before i've never heard that either i know that i know there are that, rules where and that's supposed to be a 15 yard penalty i know there are rules that the home i believe the home team if the home team what is it? If if the offense subs, you have to give the defense yes. a chance to sub. But I mean, isn't that on the like? Why would you? That doesn't really make any sense. Why would you're gonna give the if the if the defense isn't paying attention? Yeah, I. I mean, that's that's what it was. The defense wasn't paying it, and we've seen that happen before, on punts, where they'll try to hide somebody like that. So I I don't understand that. But either way, the uh, tackle wasn't set. Because he was walking out there. Yeah, instead of and apparently that's a play they've practiced, of course. So yeah, you go. Why in, wouldn't you be ready? That I'll tell you right now. When you call a play like that, you're going out there and you're saying, "All right, if this is if this is how it lines up, we're running this play." It's not necessarily something that's called immediately, saying, "All right, we're going to run." It's it's hey, if this is a look we get, then we're going to run this play. And they obviously got the look, but you have to be set in order to freaking make that call. And he just wasn't set. He took it. took forever to get out there, and then forever to get in his stance. And they run the play, and he's not even set. And then it gets called back. It's like it would have been a touchdown. So you know, and that's the, that's the difference in the game. So, um, who was your sleeper? Uh, my sleeper. I'm going to go. 
staying in the same game. I'm going to pick Logan Thomas. He hasn't done much since week three. Only two catches the past two games, but... Is he still getting his targets? Yeah, his targets are 7-4-4 the last three weeks, so he's still getting targeted. I mean, maybe it's just a Haskins thing. He liked them a lot, but who knows? Haskins might play. I don't know what's going on with Kyle Allen. I don't know what's going on with anybody over there. Yeah, no, uh, I haven't so. heard any reports yet of who's actually starting that game. Yeah. I mean, can you really play Alex Smith again? I mean, maybe against the Giants because the Giants don't get a pass rush. Yeah, you're not really worried about that. So Yeah, yeah I'm just going to go Logan Thomas here. All right. Uh, my lock this week for tight end is uh, Jonu Smith. Going back to that Titans-Texans game. Uh, he's got five touchdowns already this year. He averages seven targets. Tannehill loves him. He had two touchdowns in yesterday's game. Uh, in the red zone, he looks to Jonu Smith. So I like him. Uh, seems to always get the value that you're looking for. And then my sleeper, I'm going to go go to a stack with Big Ben. I'm going to go Eric Ebron, 4,100. Uh, he, he's been having some good games. He just needs to get in the end zone. Uh, Big Ben likes throwing him the ball. Cleveland defense, 28th against tight ends. So this is a game for him. Uh, he just needs to get in the end zone. That's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I had him guy. last week. Um, I think he had five for 58 or something. Yeah, he had a fumble, and then he had a key drop. That would have been a nice 15-yard catch. He does like his drops. Yes, he does. <laughs> that was a knock on him. Okay, right. so... Uh, Let's finish up with some defense. Yeah, I hit my big defensive pick last week. So I'm going to go with the Packers as my lock. Okay. Brady's thrown a couple pick sixes this season already. Yeah. You just need one. And that Packers secondary is pretty good. Uh, King out there. Alexander. Yep. Adrian Amos. They've got they've got one of the better secondaries in the league. Yeah, I think it was a couple years ago. I think they drafted all of them in like the second round, all the cornerbacks. Yeah, Amos they brought in. It was kind of weird because I think... He was on the Bears. He was on the Bears and then Ha, Clinton, Dix, they let him walk and he's now on the Bears. <laughs> so they basically just swapped safeties. Uh, but, yeah, I like that Packer secondary. Hey, and then uh, my sleeper, you probably have them, but I'm still picking them no matter what. The Dolphins defense. Yeah, the, Jets. Yep, Dolphins are my <laughs> lock this week. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, yeah, you can I'd, pretty much lock in any defense against the Jets, and I'm surprised the Dolphins are only 2,900. Yeah, no, they've, uh, they've I might, had some solid games. Let me pull out their uh, game logs here. I might have them on every team that I pick this week. I mean, week one. Okay, so let me go week one through five. So four points, two points, 12, three, and 12. They have four picks on the season, four fumble recoveries, and 14 sacks. So they get their sacks. They, they're definitely going to get some sacks this week. Yeah. So, you know, you just are looking for a low point total, get some sacks, and then you'll have another double-digit uh, defensive performance. So I think you have to you have to have a ton of exposure to them this week. And then my sleeper pick is the Giants. Um, the defense, for the most part, has played well. Yes, they gave up 34 points to the, uh, to the Cowboys. Yeah, but yeah, the pick six, which covers you. If you yeah. have a defensive touchdown, your defense is already worth it. Yeah. So no matter that, how many points they give up. And I don't, I don't know if the Giants are going to repeat, you know, getting another defense. You never know, but uh, you don't know who's starting at quarterback. Uh, Antonio Gibson now apparently is questionable. 
Uh, McLaurin seems to crush the Giants when they yes. play, so you worry about him. But uh, you know you got to get him the ball. So you know, I don't know who's playing quarterback yet. I like the Giants' defense to uh, to to play well. They have been playing well for the most part this year, so I'll, I'll roll with them this week. All right, so that that covers our fantasy picks for uh, week six. And now let's get to the hot takes here. So how this is going to work, I'm just going to read the statement, and I just want your reaction to it. Uh, right. What do you uh, think? Let me put on my hot take hat here. <laughs> the first one's kind of two parts. So I'll, I'll go the first part first, and then uh, see what you think about that, and then I'll go to the second part. So, um, and, this, and this one... Uh, this one is kind of uh, to get the ball rolling. It's probably a little bit on the easier side. So Cowboys will win the division, make playoffs with Andy Dalton, at quarterback. Yes. So you think they'll, they'll, they'll make the playoffs. Is that more of a product uh, to me? I I looked at this as Andy Dalton is going to, the Cowboys are going to get back to running the football, which will put their defense on the field for a less amount of time and actually make their defense better. Yes. So if they slow it down a little bit, yeah. I know there's another reason. I think it's more uh, the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> blows Lexington Steel Dick. Yep. <laughs> that's a that's a name drop. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Hall of Fame name drop. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the NFC East. This we've seen some bad NFC East years, but this might take the cake. It's almost by default. You know when yeah. you have a you have a one three and one team in the Eagles who have nothing, the Redskins are one and four and the, and they suck and the Giants are even worse and they're zero and five, uh. So the the Cowboys should win the division despite not having Dak Prescott, uh. And to add on to this, Dak Prescott wants the Cowboys to miss the playoffs. He came out and said this. Or? No, I know uh-huh. that's that's okay. my that's my thought. He's got he doesn't have a contract. This is true, but uh, so they franchise tagged him this year. So to franchise tag him again, it would be double. It would be a lot of money. I think what is he making? Thirty million this year, or something like that. It's got to be around that number. Okay, so let's just say thirty. We don't have the exact numbers, so it would be sixty million, and the cap might stay flat this year. Who knows? Because of the fans in attendance because the cap based off of revenue sharing between the players union and the owners. So, so the Cowboys missed the playoffs. Do you think that bodes well? Do you think that goes in his favor for getting a contract? To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if I know the problem is the Cowboys can't officially negotiate with him until the end of the season. But I have a feeling a contract's being worked out right now between Jerry Jones and his agent in secret. Yeah, I'm sure there's something going on. I It might be I, a shorter deal. It might only be like a two-year deal. Well, they offered him a four-year deal, but he said, or no, he, they offered him five years. He said no because he wanted four, because he wants to take advantage of having another mega contract. So you give him a two-year, let's say, let's just make it, make it, 60 million, two years, 60 million fully guaranteed. So he can still get that next big contract because he'll still be young enough to get it. So, and the, you take care of him, you look good. So, if the Cowboys make the playoffs, and to put they, it another way, and they that, still sign him, does that, yeah, okay. 
All right. Uh, next one's here. There's a big game coming up. Browns, Steelers. Browns are four and one for the first time in a very long. I think ninety four. Yes, something. And the Steelers are four and zero. Oh. The Ravens are four and one. The Browns win the NFC North, uh, AFC North. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's a thing called curses. Curses exist. Curses do exist. You can call it bad juju, anything you want. But this is the Ravens' division to lose. I like the Steelers, but it's just it's tough to rely on your defense throughout a whole NFL season. I mean, we saw with the Patriots last year how they were the greatest scoring defense, all these great statistics, but could be the best ever. And then, well, suddenly in the season, it started falling off because injuries start piling up. In the playoffs, it works great. But it's scary to make it 16 games relying on your defense. So the, the Browns defense, they've given up a lot of points. They've, they, sc- they've uh, scored in some weird ways. It's they're scoring a lot of points right now, but it's kind of gimmicky. They're doing wide receiver passes, and Mayfield, you know, he still threw two picks last week. He didn't. He didn't look great. So, what scares me about the Browns is that rushing defense is horrible. Still, they have not improved that much. Maybe a little bit over last year. I think their secondary is still vulnerable to giving up the big play deep. Yeah. No, they they have a lot of issues. They Miles Garrett gets after the quarterback. They have they have a good pass rush. They'll get after the quarterback, but uh, going up a good against a good offensive line, which you're gonna see. And also that Ravens offense basically neutralizes the pass rush. Yeah, yeah. Be, just because you have to watch for every option read, all that stuff. So I'm yeah. still going Ravens. I mean, just great story. With that extra playoff spot, I mean the Browns should be looking pretty. I don't don't put it past them to uh, blow, you it. Know, blow it at the end of the season, but uh, you know they're looking pretty good right now. So you I know, mean, big they game. need OBJ to stay healthy, which I hope he does. But uh, yeah, it's that's definitely a concern. Big game this week, Steelers. That that's gonna that's gonna say a lot towards. Uh, you know, I, I think the Steelers are gonna win, but. If, if the Browns play with them, I think they'll feel pretty good coming out of that game. Um, all right, I got one more for team-based and then one uh, player-based. So last team-based one here, uh, kind of another two-parter. I'll say the first part first. Uh, Panthers are the team to beat in the NFC South. Who's in the NFC South? Let's see. The Saints. Drew Brees is old. <laughs> Uh, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is old. Falcons are the Falcons. Um, I'm going to still go with no. What I said against about the Browns kind of applies to the Panthers. That defense is shaky. And to be honest, I think overall the Panthers are actually a better offense without Christian McCaffrey. And when Christian McCaffrey comes back, I bet you that offense is regresses a little bit. All right, so that answers my next one because, or the second part, because to continue, Panthers will be Panthers. Panthers are the team to beat in the NFC South once CMC returns. So you're, no. so you're saying no? Okay. Honestly, that is because they did. They did. Uh, you know, week one, 
They lose to the Raiders on uh, uh you know right at the end of the game. What was it 34 34-30 and then uh, But they lost because they gave up <laughs> Josh Jacobs murdered them. What do you have? Yeah. Three touchdowns I think that game. Yeah, and you if you look at their schedule over the last 3 weeks, it does it's a little soft, but uh, yeah, I was just curious, you know, what you thought about that because CMC has been out. He's he's not coming back, uh, probably for the next couple weeks. But you know, if they could stay afloat, they, oh yeah, they no, could be dangerous. They're definitely in that uh sixth or seventh wild card spot. But it's just it makes you think this is why GMs don't value the running back anymore because look, you just plug in Mike Davis and yeah, he's putting up maybe not the pass catching numbers, but He's Definitely close. numbers you want on the ground. I mean, close, close too. He's he's become one of the top fantasy running backs uh, this year. So it makes you think it's more of a an offensive uh, scheme type deal. But all right, the last one here. Uh, la- last night the Titans blow out the Bills. Uh, Tannehill has what do you have? Three touchdowns. I think he's like twelve and four or something, and it's sixteen starts with the Titans or something. Yeah, he's. He's got very good numbers. Um, will Tannehill be in the MVP conversation come never, the end of the season? Never. No? Never. No. <laughs> and that was an easy one. All right. Tannehill will never be in the MVP conversation. If they Even if they keep winning? They have to go 14-2 and two or 15-1 and one for him okay. to even. He has nine touchdowns, one pick. He's got a rushing touchdown. So he's got 10 total touchdowns in four games. Okay, how many does Russell Wilson have? I don't know. No, no, no. I, I, no, that's. I, I'm just asking <laughs> if he's going to be in the conversation. It's first of all, it's all MVP. A lot of the times is about narrative. Well, Russell well, Wilson hasn't won one, so he hasn't gotten a first place vote. Remember that was the narrative on all the ESPN shows, all the talking head shows. So that's the narrative out there right now. So. Russell Wilson's already guaranteed some first place votes. He's the he's the front runner right now. Then uh, you still have Mahomes. You have Mahomes, who he's got eleven touchdowns, no picks. How about this? I'll flip it on you. Who do you think finishes higher in the MVP voting, Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill? Pull up uh, Derek well, Carr's think, numbers. I think it's going to be pretty much. All based on record. I think it's going to be based on record because I think their numbers are going to be pretty similar. Um, let's see here. So on the season right now, he's got eight touchdowns, no picks, one thousand ninety-five yards. That's Tannehill. That's Carr. No, Carr threw a pick last week. Um. I watched are they throwing. not including la- why why are they not including last week's game? I don't know because they did the same for Tannehill as well. What uh, website are you on? I just went to Google. Google is failing me, and it wasn't Bing. <laughs> All right, I got it right here. Derek Carr. Derek Carr, eleven touchdowns, one pick, fourteen hundred forty-two yards. Okay. Uh, so that's good numbers. Yeah, was he completing? I think almost seventy percent, or we're at seventy percent. He's completing. Where is it? Seventy-three percent. Okay. <laughs> so that's. It's got to be close to the record. I don't know what officially the record is, but I would assume. 
Now we got to find out. Putting us off on a weird tangent here. Yeah, this is this is good stuff though. For past completion percentage. Well, I, I think know it it's also, Drew Brees, but it also seventy-four point four. Okay, so, so he's, he's ran not that far again. off. That was twenty eighteen, seventy-four point four percent, and he's at seventy-three point one. So, not saying that he's going to break that record, but that's very good for uh, for Derek Carr. It's career numbers. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to come down to record. Uh, if the Titans win the division and the Raiders are a wild card team, I think that plays a factor. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting conversation. I know Russell Wilson's the favorite, and then Mahomes is the big name, and he's played well, and Lamar Jackson and all that. Who he's looked a little eh, <laughs> but or not eh, but for Lamar Jackson, he's looked eh. So um, yeah, that that was uh, those were my my hot takes. I just wanted to know what your thoughts were, and um, yeah, we'll see we'll see how it plays out. I think. I think they're all kind of interesting interesting topics. This is uh, breaking news off Twitter. It literally broke 30 minutes ago. Not NFL related, just uh, NCAA related. Alabama head coach Nick Saban tests positive. Okay. So, uh, the SEC is going to crumble. It's in danger. <laughs> I mean, LSU is having a down year. Yeah, Mississippi State averages like two points a game or something weird. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know it's funny. You look at like the top twenty-five. It's like all SEC because they're one of the few conferences <laughs> the playing. Time. Basically, yeah. I think the, the Big Ten, Ten the is Pac-12, coming back soon. The Pac-12 is starting up soon, if they haven't started already. But no, they haven't yet. I think no. they're starting at the end of October. Yeah, I think that maybe next week, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it's easy, you know. SEC is a powerhouse conference. When your team, when you're one of the only conferences playing, you're gonna have almost all your teams in the top twenty-five. So, <laughs> um, are you looking that up? Nah, the Big Ten launch date. Big Ten launch date. I'm really. It's just the NCAA is gonna be weird this year because the problem know. is. The SEC doesn't get those uh, cake mashups they always play. Like, Alabama always plays the Citadel. Yeah. And it's like week 15. It's like, why are we playing the Citadel week 15? Yeah, they start next week. I was right. For the Pac-12? No, the Big Ten. So the Pac-12 is beginning uh, November 6th. They're going to play seven-game seven schedule. So And the conference championship yeah, they're will playing be on December eight 18th. Games, the Big Ten. So probably eight games with a buy in there somewhere. They might not even have a buy, to be honest with you. It might just be. Looks like the Pac-12 is just playing seven games straight and then the conference championship mid-December. So, yeah, it's going to be weird. I'm not really sure how you're going to be able to evaluate teams based on seven games. I think it's more just you want your players to have that exposure because there's been some couple stories out there I know. The Steelers GM said if he can choose between someone who played last year and someone who sat out because of COVID, he's choosing the person that played. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I don't know. I might lean towards the person who didn't play just for the fact that they don't have that wear and tear on your body because we all know college football coaches only care about winning. 
Yeah, I think I think it depends on maybe probably position. Depe- yeah, I think it depends on the position. I know running back. I would definitely t- take that as a bonus that he got a year off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look at Taylor coming in. I don't think Jonathan Taylor makes it a ten-year NFL career. To be honest, if you look at no. his college numbers, it was over two thousand yards for three straight seasons, and I think he was like three hundred attempts every year. Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Miles Sanders, right? He sat behind Saquon Barkley. I think they were drafted in the same draft. Uh, no, or Sanders, Sanders was two years afterwards, so. Okay. Uh, well, I think uh, one, I think year, one year, yeah. One year. All right. So, um, didn't have the wear and tear, and he's looked pretty good, but, I mean, things can change in an instant. Um Let's get to our picks for week six before we get out of here. I know you have a you have a busy weekend coming up. Yeah, I have a wedding. I'm going upstate New York. Are there any special rules in place? Of course, COVID restrictions, baby. <laughs> Basically, it's a bare bones wedding. It's down to like the wedding party and the groom and bride's parents, basically. Yeah, that's right. It's still going to be a good time, I'm sure. Uh, I'll make it a good time for myself. Yeah, you always do. I'll fight uh, some black bears or something. <laughs> gotta make it interesting. Gotta have a good story when you come back. <laughs> um, so let's get to our week six picks. Uh, let's. Uh, why don't you go ahead? You go first. Okay. Uh, my double down. I'm gonna take the Baltimore Ravens at uh, minus seven and a half. Baltimore beats up on bad teams. And I just expect more of the same, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Ravens have been kind of covering those big spreads. I, they've, they've been getting a lot of big spreads they've been covering. I think the last two weeks ago they were minus 14 or something, minus 13 and a half, covered that. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, they uh, was it, minus 13 and a half against the Redskins. They ended up winning by 14. Last week it was minus 11 and a half. And, and they won by 24, so... They've been covering those big spreads. Yeah, that Eagles O line is still banged up, so expect another huge performance out of the uh, Ravens defense sack wise. And yeah. Wentz, what were we saying? Two picks and yeah, he's thrown three. A pick in every game. I think he's thrown two picks in four out of five or something like that. Something crazy. And so he's just been off. He has nobody to throw to, except for Greg Ward Jr. <laughs> um, my lock or not my lock, but. My double down is going to be the Dolphins. Nine and a half. Get nine and a half points against, or uh, nine and a half favorite against the Jets. Uh, Joe Flacco is starting again. Uh, Darnold will be out another week with the uh, shoulder injury. Uh, no Le'Veon Bell. No weapons. No offensive line. No defense. No nothing. Dolphins coming off their best game of the season. I think they're going to keep it rolling. And nine and a half, I'll take that. You don't have any faith in the flak attack? I've just no. nicknamed them flak attack. Flak attack? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, no flak attack faith uh, coming from me. So, Dolphins, it's a big number for the Dolphins, but, uh, you know, it's the Jets. They're playing the Jets. <laughs> All right, so uh, my next pick, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions. Take me down to Detroit City. So that's even our, though it's in, So that's our head-to-head. That's actually our head-to-head. Yeah. So I'm on the Jags at plus it's plus three and a half, right? I have it has gone down to three. Okay, now. so three. So, I like I like the Jags at plus three and a half because I think it's going to be a close game. But uh, I'll take the three. Go head to head on that. Yeah, yeah. I screwed up the order. I have them listed wrong, but all good. We got our head to head out of the way. So uh, actually, I go again now. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, 
Green Bay against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I just trust Green Bay's defense more. Hmm. Tom Brady, uh, uh, that's what I got to say about it. Yeah. It's getting to that point where it's, he just keeps losing weapons. I assume Chris Godwin's back this week. I haven't saw anything. He's questionable. He's I'm sure Mike see. Evans is questionable still. Yeah. No O.J. Howard is towards Achilles. Gronk actually showed up last game a little bit. So Gronk's been flashing, but... He's not the same Gronk. It's more of a red zone Gronk. Yeah. So he's throwing to uh, Scotty Miller, which he does love. He loves those he white loves, yeah. slot receivers. Julian Edelman-esque Yeah, Swiss Walker type. But uh, no, I just don't see them having enough. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. I assume uh, Devontae Adams should be back this week. I don't know about Lazard. Yeah, Adams is questionable right now, so we'll see. I think Lazard, they put on the IR. Uh, they put him on the uh, the short IR. Yeah, three, A lot three. of teams have been using that. I hope they keep that at the NFL. Yeah, I'm a I big like fan that. of that. I like that. It's uh, much more manageable. You have a uh, guy can come back in, in three games instead of having to wait a whole eight. So some injuries, you know, if you know, like like McCaffrey, he, he might be out four weeks. You don't lose him for double that because you have to put him on an eight-game IR. Now you can put him on the three-game IR, and then he'll come back. Um, so I, I do like that. Uh, I, and I do like Green Bay as well. I think uh, their defense is going to show up, and Rodgers is playing MVP level right now. So. And then even if that, even if Adams is out, you still have Aaron Jones, and they'll turn to more of a running offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Green Bay Packers are a complete team. Uh, my third pick this week, I like the Rams – at minus three and a half at the 49ers. Garoppolo looked terrible. Uh, he threw two picks. I think he was seven for 17. Uh, and then he actually had to come out of the game. And Nick Mullins had to uh, come in. So uh, some question marks there for Garoppolo. Uh, I like the Rams. They, they, the 49ers just have too many injuries. It's starting to catch up to them, as you can see. I think Kyle Shanahan has done a, uh, an okay job, but they just got blown out by the Dolphins. And uh, the Rams are better than the Dolphins, so they got blown out running the ball effectively. Yeah, so it it just wasn't uh, wasn't a good week. That's two weeks in a row. Uh, maybe it was a little bit of hangover after the the give up to the uh, Eagles, uh, but uh, the Rams the Rams are looking good right now, and I like them to uh, go into uh, San Francisco and win that game by at least a touchdown. Hey, uh, my next game, I'm gonna pick uh, Tennessee minus three and a half. For some reason, the Tennessee Titans have adopted the nobody believes in us attitude, even though they're responsible for their own fuck ups. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I the whole that whole thing again doesn't really make much sense. So, um, but they're, yeah, they're they, kind of playing that us against the world now. Oh, you know, everyone's giving us a hard time because we didn't follow the rules. Yeah, we didn't wear our contract tracers. Oops, we forgot our masks. So everyone. Got sick. Yeah, whatever you got to do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, Tannehill's, we were talking about him before. Those numbers have been amazing, and it should only continue against the Texans' defense. I think the Texans got the win out of the way. I don't see them <laughs> yeah, I mean, the doing way, anything much the rest of the season. The way they dismantled the Bills' defense, uh, I would be a little bit worried if I were the Texans. Um, we actually we should do a deep dive on the Texans in a couple weeks. 
how to rebuild that franchise because you have no draft picks. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we could figure it out. Uh, uh, they're going to have to start trading everyone, but I don't even know what players are worth anything, to be honest with you. Yeah, team. I don't know. You I, can't trade Watson. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, we're scrapping everything. Yeah, uh, it's it's a mess, and uh, Bill O'Brien is to blame for that. He was the GM and the coach, so uh, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't he know. literally cleared the cupboards. There is nothing. There's nothing. It's it's bare bones. No first round picks. You know, JJ Watt's <laughs> old. Uh, Will Fuller's injury prone. Those are the guys that come to mind that might be worth something. Uh, but yeah, not. Uh, well, not what much. are you gonna get a fifth for Randall Cobb? Uh, <laughs> not that... even. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't trade a fifth for Randall Cobb. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, but. Uh, all right, my fourth pick here before we get to the final one. Uh, I like the Giants at minus two and a half versus uh, the Redskins. Uh, like I said earlier, I think their defense is playing, you know, despite, you know, their third down struggles, I think their defense is playing well. And, uh, you know, the offense putting up 31 points, something we haven't seen all year. Uh, I like Daniel Jones in this game as well, like you like you mentioned earlier. Uh, and, you know, maybe Jason Garrett has kind of figured something out because he was, I think he called a good game last week. Yeah, um, I mean, I only saw one of the tight end option routes, and I tweeted it out that it was almost picked, and it was, yeah, was it millimeters away from being a pick six? Yeah, it's every every time that that play is run, it's uh, it it makes you hold your breath, and I just wanna, hate some scream, of so. Jason Garrett's uh, pass blocking schemes where they try to pull the guard to block the edge rusher and then the edge rusher is too fast for whatever guard the Giants are trying to use so he's in Jones's face and then that's the danger of when Daniel Jones fucks up and fumbles. has one of his 17 out of 18 games of a turnover. Yeah he fumbled last week and it was returned for a touchdown you know that's you gotta cut down on those turnovers cause that's again that's the difference in the game so um, yeah I'll go with the Giants to get their first win minus two and a half uh, it's not a big number, and I think Washington is kind of a mess right now as well. So uh, what's your last pick? My final pick, I'm going to take KC minus 3.5 against the Bills. I just think that was a wake-up call last week that, hey, we need to take this more seriously. I mean, the Raiders are going to be right there with them now in that uh, division, so they got to yeah. keep winning. It's not going to be a cakewalk like they thought. So you know, they're playing a good team, the Bills. So I think they're going to be up for this game. I think they've been looking forward to this game. That's maybe why they overlooked the Raiders a little bit. I think this is actually my AFC Championship matchup. Uh, yes, that is correct. Chiefs-Bills. Uh, so this will be a good one to watch. Um it's a nice time, too. I like this 5 p.m. Monday, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I, I love it because I can... You know, I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah, and it's it's a good game to watch, so I'm glad they... You know, I, I, I don't know if I'm glad because it's throwing everything else out of whack, but we'll... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the Bills are... We'll take it. ...scorned a little bit. They're pissed off that they're the team that got fucked. They've been moved, what, like three times now? Yeah, and... Uh, not only that, but then they got blown out by the team that caused the whole thing. So it's like, you know, they're probably pretty pissed off, like you said. But uh, uh, my last pick here, I like the Cowboys plus two against the Cardinals, uh, at home against the Cardinals. Um, 
I think Andy, like like we talked about earlier, I think Andy Dalton's going to bring some stability. He's going to, you know, they're going to run the football more. They're going to let Ezekiel Elliott get going. Uh, you know, the question is, can their defense play better? And uh, I think running the football, like, you know, you said earlier, the, running the football helps your defense. It keeps them off the field and allows them to come out fresh and, and, and play. So uh, I like the Cowboys. Uh, Chandler Jones is out for the Cardinals. Yeah, so, probably done for the season, it seems like. Yeah, and I and I saw this stat earlier. Since 2012, when he came into the league, he has 97 sacks, which is the most in the NFL. So he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. And that already just makes the sketchy defense even sketchier. Yeah, and I and I think the Cowboys are going to rally around Prescott getting hurt. Uh, so uh, I like them plus two. I think the I think it's kind of an overreaction. I think Andy Dalton is not your typical backup. He was a starter for a long time. He obviously can play. He freaking made two great throws against the Giants. Of course, <laughs> coming off the bench, just so, holds. Yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna lob it what forty yards to Gallup. Twice. Yeah, perfect pass, drops it right into the bucket, and uh, that's that's the game. So, I think Cowboys plus two. Let's keep it going. Had a good week for both of us last week at three and two, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see how where or we'll see where week six takes us. Yeah, so I'll recap real quick. I'm on Baltimore minus seven and a half is my double down. Detroit. And Jags minus three and a half is our head to head. You got Jags plus three and a half. I'm at Green Bay minus one. Tennessee minus three. And KC minus three and a half. You're on the Dolphins minus nine is their double down. The Rams minus three and a half. Dallas plus two and a half. And the Giants at minus two and a half. All right. So that's a good wrap up for us. Uh, like I said, we'll keep keep the wins rolling into week six. And uh, check us out on Instagram. Yes, at Squaring Squ- Up the Sharp. Yep. Uh, Twitter is at Square the Sharp. Correct. Got to make sure we differentiate between yes. the two. We don't have enough characters in Twitter to uh, get our to, whole name in there. in there. So uh, make sure to differentiate. And then uh, Squaring Up the Sharp at gmail.com for any, anybody that uses email for that. Um, let us know what you think. We tweet out, you know, game day, we tweet out. You have uh, your, your donkey situation going on. Yeah, uh, mine and Chrissy's head-to-head, my girlfriend, who you heard a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, I finally got a win, so that's all that matters. All right. ah. so avoid the uh, 0-3 against uh, your girlfriend, who is well, the, the donkey master. Yeah, well, what sucks is I've placed four out of the five weeks, and <laughs> that means she's winning some real money. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. But hey, good for her. You get, you know, yeah. have her take you out to dinner or something. Yeah, it's all my money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we we you know we tweet that out. We like to have fun with it. Uh, uh, tweet on game day and 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 have a good time with it. So make sure to check us out Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can download the episode on iTunes, uh, the podcast app on your phone it's very easy just search for squaring up the sharp yeah, and uh we might be we're gonna be starting a youtube channel soon yeah now that we're gonna be doing it remotely we're gonna have a little bit of um camera action skype, you can see my uh, background of a blank wall <laughs> yeah uh so yeah that'll be coming uh maybe as soon as next week we'll hopefully have to, we'll have to uh figure that part out but um t- you know make sure to keep a keep an eye out for that so That's our week six show for you. 
with our fantasy locks and sleepers as well as our picks that we've been uh, at least last week we both did well and and we'll keep it rolling for you so uh, we'll see you for week seven action uh, later on next week and here's, here's to squaring, squaring up the sharp, sharp.